everything you need for a brand new day. Cliffo and Kate for breakfast. It's a Tuesday Cliffo and Kate podcast. Kate, you're relatively new to the world of radio, but there's an old saying in radio that tears get the ears. And if tears get the ears, mate, you had all of the ears this morning. I did have a few tears. My son, Bo, has obviously been in hospital. He's getting out today, but he had his tonsils and adenoids out and it was an emotional experience, yeah. Cliffo. I'm glad it's done. Also, Bet cry- another crier, Bet crying over pool. <laughs> For <laughs> yeah, very t- different reasons, we though. T- we talked about pool etiquette, which is great. We sort of weighed in on whether you just tap one someone on the shoulder, whether we put a, a gold coin in there, yeah. or whether you just breathe heavily down someone's back <laughs> to shove them out <laughs> of the it, way. It all came up. The pool table rules coming up on the Cliffo and Kate podcast. Melbourne scored! Melbourne scored in the corner! He is one of the finest sports people North Queensland has ever produced. Hi, it's Carl Felt. And she is Kate. Hello. This is Triple M's Kate versus Kyle. Oh, we're laughing now, but who's one up? (laughs) Kyle, zero, Kate, one. Can you redeem yourself this week, mate? Yeah, I think I can. Rome wasn't built in a day, so we'll get there. (laughs) For those who missed it, it was what, probably three weeks ago now. It was our first Kate versus Kyle. It's literally, it was literally the week school was going back. So we we did a lunchbox challenge. Looked like someone murdered an orange. By the end of it, yeah. the footage in the Triple right. M kitchen. Yeah, you can still see that on our socials. It was socials. a sad scene. You can. Well, look, we had a cyclone in between that, so we had a little bit sort of going on. You've got this little thing called I don't know the Cowboys that you play into so some training and stuff that you yeah, had to apparently do. That's called work, but yeah. yeah. Secondary to that, the second Kate versus Kyle is kicking off. But can you explain to us what we're going to be doing? Yeah, so the last challenge was a speed challenge. So you guys had to get a few tasks done in a certain amount of time. This this time. We're going to do the best bouquet. So this is all about quality. And obviously it's Valentine's Day. (laughs) So it's right up your alley, Kyle. We're going to get you guys to make best bouquet. We've got Nat of the Blue Room. She's organized some flowers, seasonal flowers for you, some, some other things. And you're going to wrap up a nice, pretty bouquet. You guys have on the Cowboys website like bios and stuff, Kyle. And I feel like. You know, something like enjoys long week walks on the beach and flower arrangements <laughs> would be a piss take kind of answer on one of those. Have you actually in your life done any floral arrangement or is this a brand new thing for you? Does floral arrangement constitute as cutting some roses off the rose tree and giving them to your wife? No. Wait, that's more than I've, that's more than I've done. I'm going to need to see some better quality than this. We're actually going to get Nat at the Bloom Room to judge these bouquets because obviously she's the professional, yeah. so she'll be deciding the winner. That's something me and her have in common, eh? Two professionals, professionals. And, and a Kate. <laughs> and a Kate. Sledge. Talking to smack. Well. I can take I it. Like, I can take Kate, it. You have said to me before, like you are a woman who who likes to receive flowers. Um, have you done like? Obviously, Matt's given you some. He has in the given past. me flowers. I don't mind flowers. If if you're going to get me something, probably like a straight out gift or maybe like a voucher to a restaurant or something like that. Right. I've never done floral arrangement myself. Okay. So I think Kyle potentially with him 
cutting roses in his backyard and giving them to the missus might have a slight advantage over me. I'm going to call myself the underdog here. Is there going to be a strategy going into this of how you're going to make your arrangements, do you think? Yeah, don't lose. That's my strategy. <laughs> Slap them together, hope they look good. <laughs> That's how he plays football as well too. Um, all right, so literally straight after the show, we're going to head over to the Bloom Room. Um, you guys are going to do the floral arrangements. I mean, the other major difference between this challenge and the first one is this one is a judged challenge, mm. not a time trial. I don't know if that will play in like to either of you as an advantage. Thoughts on that being judged rather than speed? You are known as a speedy Kyle was pretty kind of slow guy. in the last challenge, yeah. so hopefully this will work in his favour. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> a bit nervous about judgments, but we'll see You're how right. we go. I reckon Kyle, if who's who's the judge, Nat from the from Nat the Blue Room? room yes. I reckon if Kyle maybe batters his eyelids a little bit <laughs> yeah. at Nat. He she's, might. Not gonna, she's not going to accept her own flowers, is she? Like, that's a bit <laughs> I'll tell you what, take your shirt off and you're bloody with the competition. Um, don't miss it. Kate vs. Kyle. It is the Valentine's Day edition. The floral arrangement Kate vs. Kyle. Hear it in the morning on Townsville's <laughs> Triple M. The phone number... We want pool fanatics to call right now. Yeah, pool etiquette. Beck was at the Sea View on the weekend, was playing pool. Someone else was playing. She wanted to know what the etiquette was around when is it my go? Are we sticking a coin in? Are we? Yeah, well, that's it. It was quite busy. And it was like, well, do we do we wait? Do we wait around for mm. someone to be free? Do we go up and do we ask them and say, hey, mate, can we have the next go? Or I have seen people put the coin on the side of the mm. pool table to, like, reserve the spot. So What, what you do is you walk, the person taking a shot, you walk up and stand really close. Yeah. <laughs> breathe and down one, their neck. Yeah, just breathe. What are you going to be the next go? How long is this going to take? <laughs> one triple three five three. Um, Dan's here. Dan, thanks for calling. What's the etiquette when it comes to, I want to be next in line when you're playing pool. Hey, guys, I try not to call twice in the morning, but I have played a <laughs> tremendous amount of pool in my very short life so far. Okay. So the gold coin is 100% the way to go. Those guys right. walking up and saying, we'll play the winner, they're just trying to get a free game out of you. They don't have to pay anything for oh, it. Oh, yeah. wow. No one tried that on with you. It is a bit cheeky. I just thought it was a case of like they're just trying to get into the pool table and then you'll feel obliged to leave if they're there. But you make a good point there, Dan. Some Someone was bludgeoning off us. So, uh, pool. so Dan, pool. if I'm playing pool and I'm mid-game with my mates and someone puts a dollar coin on the table, do I just finish that game and then move on or is it rude to like start another game and say, hey, look, I'm not done yet? Yeah, so you can you can finish off the game yeah. Um, yeah. and they'll take over afterwards, but you can also put one gold coin down when you start the game so you get the next game as well. Oh. Okay. Yeah, they are stuck out their gold coins behind yours. Right, but they are next in line. So I guess on that, it would be rude to just start again. Like it's not yours until you're finished with it on Dan's rule there. But Gary on one triple three five three, do you agree with Dan or do you have a separate set of rules? Uh, I think both going up and asking or putting a coin on the table, but definitely. Who, who of your group said to stand really close to the guys playing? That was Kate. Uh, yeah, I was Kate just going that. for like sheer intimidation <laughs> tactics, Gary. I mean, I'm not a huge sort of intimidating kind of girl, but I reckon if I was to like get up in someone's grill and breathe heavily down their neck, they might get intimidated. 100%. I would I would leave. I'd be out of there. Have you, have you ever had your hair permanently parted with a cue stick? No, I haven't, but I'm guessing you have, or maybe you've parted someone's hair with a cue stick, have you, Gary? 
Uh, when they've tried to come up and intimidate me into playing the next game by being really close or bumping the cue stick when I'm having a shot, yeah. you just don't do those sorts of things. Uh, Gary, I, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to say let's go with Dan's rules here, guys. Let's go with Dan's rules. Broncos captain Adam Reynolds and teammate Patrick Carrigan have been filmed in a bit of a fisty sort of cuff overnight. To give us the tea, we've got Ben Dobbin from Triple M NRL with us this morning. Dobbo, this isn't a great look, is it? Oh, yeah. Good morning, guys. Um, look, 18 days from round one, I, I reckon it's a pretty ordinary look. But let's put it in context. Um, the Broncos had their fan day yesterday on Sunday. They play the Cowboys in Mackay this weekend mm. in their first trial. Then they go to Vegas for round one against the Roosters. They've gone out, what young blokes do, and they've drunk too much. Mm. Now, Pat Carrigan, the vice captain, was clearly intoxicated. Adam Reynolds, my understanding is that has tried to get him into the car. There's since then been a bit of push and shove. And surprise, surprise, somebody's got a mobile phone and we're talking about it today. Mm. Is it a crappy look for the Broncos? Yes. Is it a dreadful look that the vice captain and captain of a leading club are embroiled in something on a Sunday night? Bloody oath. But mm. there was no punches thrown. Mm. I, I, look, the, it, it's, it's a dreadful look in the sense that it doesn't look good for our younger generation and the fans. But in the scheme of stuff that happens in rugby league, I'm like, okay, this we've got away with it all right. All right. So, of course, they're taking on uh, the Cowboys in a trial match yep. on Sunday. And then what? We're two weeks away, like you said, from yeah. Las Vegas. Will this have any impact on, on Adam or Patrick? Oh, well, th- that's a really good question because everybody's talking about what a Payne Hass and Albert Kelly went through when Albert Kelly stepped on Payne Hass's white shoes. Next thing you know, they're punching on and it was all on video. They got a week suspension for that a couple of years ago. Now, my understanding is that the integrity unit from the NRL have had a look at it, and this is all the boring stuff. They're going to investigate. They'll ask all the questions, and then they'll hand the fine down or, or a suspension. But they're not going to do it till after they get back from Vegas oh, because there's not enough time. So, I mean, you might be getting more than one week if, you know, with what with Vegas. What could go wrong? The Broncos have their season launched this Thursday night. That's the embarrassing thing for the club because they've been squeaky clean, We all know what happened in the grand final last year. Everybody's got high expectations for 2024. And instead, we're all talking about a drunken scuffle on a Sunday night before they head and start their week, their their competition. And that starts against the Cowboys on Sunday afternoon in Mackay. Yeah, it is a bit of a silly start to the season. I mean, taking away from this, Dobbo, how are the boys looking for this season? Oh, they've had a really good preseason. So when Cobo goes into the centres, obviously there's a couple of big losses. Tom Flegler to the Dolphins. You've also got Herbie Farnworth gone. You've got Keenan Palacia and Kurt Capel. So four players who were in the grand final last year are not there anymore. And it's the next man up. But they have got a superstar, and you guys know it. In North Queensland, you had Jonathan Thurston. Mm-hmm. In in Brisbane, they got Reese Walsh. And it, mm-hmm. it's Bieber mania, mate. He is a superstar on and off the field. And look, everybody thinks their team is going to go well. The Cowboys have had an awesome preseason. New captains, we understand that. Tommy Dearden, the legend, and Ruben. But we don't know what's going to happen with Brisbane. Time will tell. They take on the Roosters round one, and that's when it all starts. Thank you for rounding it out with the Cowboys, because that's the most Brisbane talk you will ever hear <laughs> on this show. Um, ben Dobbin, Dobbo, uh, from Triple M NRL. We knew you'd have the, the insights on what was happening with that uh, that yep. video uh, with Adam Reynolds and uh, no Pat Carrigan. Were thrown. No, so just if, a good bit I mean, of scuffle. Little touch up, a, little touch up. Give them a little hand slap. Yeah. Find them 500 bucks each in front of the media today, and it'll all be done. And let's go to Vegas. Viva Las Vegas, baby. 
me. Uh, ben Tobin, thank you for your time. Good on you guys. Love the show. Triple M's pressure test. Ten questions, 60 seconds. And a grand in the hand. Pressure test back in the morning on Triple M. Harmony played on Tuesday and Jackson played on Monday. Lots of ticks on the sheets in front of us, Kate. I hope there's lots more tomorrow as well, Cliffo. I'm going to give you a clue for question number one again. The question is, who originally wrote and sang the song, I Will Always Love You? Dolly Parton. (gasps) Yeah. I I listened to a Dolly podcast. Right. Yeah. Did not she, know that. She wrote, so she was on like one of those um, old school kind of country music variety shows or whatever. And she was on it with this gentleman. He was sort of the main star and she was like the co-star back in those days. And she wrote it to leave the show. Uh, she wrote it to him. Look, I've got to go or whatever, but I will always love you. And then Whitney uh, Houston took it and yeah. ran with it. Yeah. Add a bit of Kevin Costner and yeah. a bit of Whitney Houston. you got a hit <laughs> on your hand. Uh, Dolly Parton, your free answer for tomorrow's pressure test on Triple M and Listener. Cliffo, my big boy, Bo, my five-year-old son, was in hospital yesterday. He had his tonsils and his adenoids out. What are adenoids? You said that yesterday too. Like, oh, don't it's, ask it's, me technical oh, sorry, things. I don't know. But it's all, <laughs> it's all related. It's all back there. Right. It's all related. He's been snoring quite a bit. He's had right. problems with his tonsils inflamed. As I've said before, I blame Matthew's side of the family yeah. for the tonsils problem. Um, I left here after work. I rushed out of here to try you know, to get there to see him before he he went under. As I walked through the door of the martyr, I got a text from Matt to say, you've missed him. We have to go up. Um, You can't come in. And, of course, I was with my mum and that just immediately, like I was like, okay, fine, no problems. And then I hung up the phone and I just burst into tears because I didn't see Bo in the morning. You know what it's like, Brecky Radio, you don't see your kids in the morning. I didn't see him before he went into surgery. So I was I was a bit of a hot mess. I was feeling pretty emotional and then waited in the waiting room for him to to come out, or, you know, waiting for Matt to sort of come out. And I knew that Matt would um, be pretty emotional as well. And Well, you're saying yesterday that Matt was already um, a bit worried. Yes. Um, because he has bad memories of having to go into surgery for grommets and, and yeah. tonsils when he was yeah. about Bo's age. He said it was a bit crap back in the 80s when he had it done. <laughs> Bo did have a sedative, so it did relax him as he went in. But when Matt came out the double doors, I saw him. He looked at me and he just burst into tears. Oh, man. And then he made me cry. You're because gonna make, You're going to make me cry. And I said, are you okay? And he said, no, it was just really hard, you know, seeing, you know, oh, you know you're going to make me cry, see him, you know, go under because um, oh. he said he was a bit jerky and stuff like that. And Matt just said it was really hard. And, you know, I guess this is our first experience, you know, having not – he's not a sick kid or anything like that, but just seeing that, it's a hard – you know, it's hard to, to see that. Anyways, the operation – went great. Kudos to Shane Anderson, who was a wonderful ENT and the whole staff at MADA. He gave us a bit of a rundown and said his tonsils and adenoids were very, very, very swollen. His nose was all blocked up. Um, but I didn't realize the recovery. So when he came out of surgery, we went to see him. He was still a bit docile. And the nurse said, look, he might wake up a bit crap just to let you know. Oh, it was it was awful, Cliffo. He was kicking, he was screaming, he was crying. As he was waking up. As he was waking up, he was he was not in a good space. He had the catheter, oh no, cannula, sorry, ca- cannula in his arm. 
Oh, they said, okay, look, we yeah, need we yeah, need to keep it in because he needs some steroids tonight. Yeah. Matthew, like he was uncontrollable. Matthew and I had to both pin him down to try and calm oh, him down because he just okay. wanted to keep ripping out this cannula. Anyways, he succeeded in ripping out this cannula. There was blood all over the bed. Oh, God, so it was, it was quite emotional. It was a lot. And then literally, Clifford, within an hour, he sat up and he was like, hi, mum. Can I have a sandwich? And I went, yep. And I was like, okay, I finally have my son back. It was, it was a really scary, it was an, a very emotional morning, Cliffo. Yeah. Like to, to not see him in the morning, knowing that he'd be fine, but just to not give my boy a hug before he went into surgery was, was a lot. And then the first time you see him moving again for him to be in distress. I was overwhelmed. Like- I had to say to Matt, I can't pin him down anymore. He was kicking and screaming and stuff, but he, <laughs> Two sandwiches, a packet of chips, lollies, yeah. jellies. The doctor was like, let him eat whatever he wants. And Bo was like, he took that and boy, did yeah. he run with it. Well, the photo that you, you put up, I saw in your socials yeah. later on of him um, eating the cheeses and all that. He was smiling and, you know, that's obviously when you had your happy boy back. Yeah. But I'm sorry you had to go through that, Kate. That sounds absolutely awful. Oh, do you know what? And the messages of love and support that I got on social media, lots of people sending lots of love. I really much appreciate that. And lots of people sending advice as well. There's so many parents in Townsville and North Queensland, Cliffo, who have gone through this in the past, you know, make sure you keep up the drugs, you know, day three, day four is a little bit harder and stuff like that. So anyways, he is home today and I'm sure, uh, look, I I can't wait to see him. I can't wait to have him. destined to not snore (laughs) like a train, like his father. (laughs) So look on the bright side. Separating the real from the ripoff. This is Cliffo and Kate's Taste Test Tuesday. We basically have a taste test Tuesday because we don't get to eat breakfast. So come this time of day, we're a little bit peckish. Mm. So we just thought we'd taste things. I love that we're just using the boss's credit card just to slap Aldi. Yeah, you know, get in there and it's going to be a lot of and Aldi we charges. He's got about to kick off a footy season, man. Are you okay to be eating this kind of <laughs> Tuesday treat days? Oh, no. Tuesday treat days. <laughs> okay. So if you missed this first time around, it came about because I put it out there that the Aldi Tim Tams mm. taste exactly like the real thing. Um, you CK were wrong. And Ka- um, yeah, I, was, I was very wrong. <laughs> you guys proved me very wrong. But I reckon they do a pretty good job to the point where we were saying this, Kate, they, they come up with names mm. that sound like the product they're trying to rip off yeah. and the packaging they try and make look exactly the same. Shameless. But, che- but cheaper. Huh. That's right. So today we've got Aldi cheese rings, a personal favourite at the Clifton residence, mm. versus cheesels. Okay. Right? So I'm looking at this visually, okay, you guys, and I don't know about you, but number one looks slightly lighter. Looks dehydrated. It does. <laughs> looks like it needs a good splash of water. And the, and the number two looks a bit cheesier and it looks more deeper in yellow colour. Would you not agree? Yeah, I mean, I'm also a little concerned about how much oil has actually already just started to build up <laughs> on the paper underneath each ring. I, I'd imagine Kyle felt you are a professional sports person. I'd he's imagine, wearing them like rings right now. his fingers. Yeah, that's the way you do it. I'd imagine cheesels and cheese rings aren't your usual go-to breakfast. Definitely not on the diet plan, but um, <laughs> keen to try. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we start with number one. Let's do it. Uh, number one straight. So, And you're right, Kate. It's definitely not as orange as number two. The ASMR fans out there. Mm. Did everyone else pick it up with their finger? Just jam the, the finger, finger in, in the middle? Yeah, yep. totally. That's not bad. Mm. It's not bad. I'm a sea cat. There's a lot of oil just sitting on There is a lot of oil. It looks like a pizza box. But again, we're not eating these to be healthy, are we? We're not smashing yeah. it in Castle Hill after we pump this packet. But yeah. All right, that's one. That's only Carl, not us. I might yeah. need a hand, guys. Come up with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two. two. Here we go. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
It's what you get from Triple M on International Radio yeah. Day. Just us eating food. Mm. I'll have a field day on everything Townsville. <laughs> um, mm. All right, how okay. do we want to do this? Do we want to go around the room or reveal it? I can't remember what we did last time. Why don't we go around the room and say what you thought number one was? Okay. The Aldi cheese ring. I think it was the rip-off. I oh, think yeah. it's the lighter colour that gave oh, I away. Think, I, think it, I think I would agree. It wasn't as cheesy. Less, yeah, less flavour. Kyle, any, uh, any takes? Um, I'll, be, I'll go the opposite. Okay. Really? Yeah, yeah, I'll go the opposite. I'll say that was a cheesel number one. You could be right. Maybe cheesel of, you know, they've got so much of the market share. They're going they light on the, on the cheese um, seasoning or whatever and ripping us off. All right. Let's go to producer Beck. Was number one the cheese ring and number two the cheesel or did Kyle Felt trump us all and pick it? Kyle Felt is wrong. <laughs> First time for everything. Number yeah. one was the Aldi. Yeah. Wow. Spewing. Not bad, though. If you're rushing out today and, you know... Have to choose between something for Valentine's Day for your loved one. I reckon you could go there. Can confirm that both are very cheese tasty, rings. though. Yeah. Your significant other's not going to know. Listen to CK. No roses, just Audi cheese rings, guys. <laughs> Put them on your body parts. <laughs> I don't think you're talking about fingers either, are you? Look at this, Dal. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. You got half on there. It's Triple M Breakfast.